Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to episode 124 of Geek Town Radio. We are back after a little breakaway, and uh, this week I have with me Matt. Hi, David. How are you doing? I, I'm okay. I'm still jet lagged, but I'm I'm managing to stay awake at the moment. <laughs> so, how are things for you? Um, pretty pretty good. Yeah, I've got the house to myself from today is Monday until Thursday or Friday. Nice. Uh, so it's, it's nice and quiet, so I can get some stuff done in some peace. Yes. Uh, but in terms of things I've been doing, I've been playing an awful lot of Crash Bandicoot, which I think uh, <laughs> I think you, you're aware of. There's a lot of content that I've put out there and stuff. Um, yeah. I platinum the third game. I'm doing a road to platinum thing at the moment. Uh, I'm trying to do the second one. I'm not sure if I'm going to do the first one. The first one was hard enough, let alone trying to do all time trials and get gems and, and crystals and all that sort of thing. So I, I will say it's it's definitely one of the most frustrating games you'll ever play. But if you do really well in a level and come up with the crystal and two gems and then you see Crash come out the portal and like throw these gems up and do a little Crash dance, it's very satisfying. So <laughs> um, I've never really been a, a platformer person. I've just never really played them that much. It's things like, you know, you'll, you'll jump to another platform, you think you've made it and then like, because he doesn't grab ledges or anything, he will just slip off and then that's it. You, you, yeah. you're gone kind of thing and it's also like there's certain enemies you think oh I can maybe like jump on the top of his head and like bump onto him or whatever and then like certain enemies you, you can't do that with and it's yeah it's an interesting game to play but once once I've kind of got the hang of it and got used to some of the controls and stuff it's very rewarding to play when, when things do go right so yeah it's very yeah. interesting but yeah I've been playing that for like since since June 30th so however long that's been so like wow. five six weeks or so that's good quite good fun um I finished Friends from College which was that on Netflix show. oh yeah I've, uh, I've seen the first episode of that so far which I quite enjoyed so I need to watch yeah. the rest of it Kobe Smulders is her character's husband is one of the most clumsiest, silliest characters <laughs> you'll see in the show like some of the things he does like wow what are you doing kind of thing um but it's very funny it's it's strange how much the show revolves around like this double affair that's going on yes yeah which i'll try not to spoil too much but it's like towards the end it it they each character all the sets of characters start to like panic and then they go to this big dinner thing and there's a big thing from that right uh but yeah that that unravels in quite a quite a funny way so yeah that that was quite good uh kobe small is the only actress i at least recognize or the only actor I I probably know some other people from the show, but I, I can't yeah. call their name. But um, uh, the the it, other the other big 
naming that is one of the guys from uh, Kim Peel as well, the comedy geo. Um, I think he's playing the husband, actually, that you mentioned. And uh, there's there's a few other faces in there that you'd recognise as well, I think. Yeah, that's been that's been a lot of fun as well. I, I finished that. It's only eight episodes in there, like 30 minutes long. It was a case of, like, I went to play the episode, and it was, like, episode five. I thought, oh, I'm over halfway through this show. So. <laughs> but, yeah, if the show flies by and you enjoy it, then you obviously did enjoy it quite a bit. So Yeah. I went and finished Firefly, and then I watched the Serenity film. Um, yeah. It did finish nicely, but it is the case of, like, <laughs> what would the show be like if it got four, five, six seasons and yeah. really had its potential unleashed? And yeah. um, all these really lovable and mysterious, I'm talking about River, characters, yeah. which were very entertaining. Uh, so I thought that that was a great show as well. I, yeah. I really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I started Rick and Morty. I just keep I just kept hearing about how good it was, and because I follow the guys over at Bold Moves, they did a, a podcast yeah. on it as well. So I, I went and watched the first lot of episodes. Uh, it's on Netflix as well, and they they added the first two episodes from season three. Yeah. So um, it's it's another one of them kind of Simpsons, Futurama, uh, South Park kind of animated comedy uh, sort of shows. It's from Adult Swim. Yes. Um, yeah. And I, I'm not. Sure sure if it's separately aired somewhere in the uk but i know it's on netflix so it, I, I think the first couple of seasons i think ran on fox um but it seems Might to be premiere on netflix now so netflix de- definitely seem to be running it now i still haven't got to it but everybody tells me it's brilliant so i it's one that i keep on meaning to watch yeah it's it's very very funny in a kind of you know crazy way like yeah. um is this you know, old science guy who like is drunk probably all the time um <laughs> and is doing these crazy experiments and they they uh, make references to like inception they have an episode about that um <laughs> and they, they do they do other pop culture episodes which that that's all i know i don't know which ones they do but yeah uh, yeah it's a very interesting show and it's like 20 minutes so it's a quick sort of Sort of watch, so yeah, I'm gonna have to go um, and watch that. I watch sticking with Netflix, I watch The Circle, it's got Emma Watson and Tom Hanks in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, have you, have you heard of that? I, yeah. I have heard of it, I saw it come up, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's basically like, um, Emma Watson goes to work for Tom Hanks's company, and uh, it's like this technology kind of camera based thing, um, right. and they have this thing of going like fully transparent and stuff and that leads to all kinds of problems and controversy and right. all that sort of thing uh, the performances are really really good in it and Watson's very good in it as well of course the banks uh, it's got the guy from I think Patton Oswald from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's the, the one I'm talking about the right one yeah uh, but it's got him in it as well and yeah that was a really good film as well quite enjoyed that cool. it's like it is a little bit long I think it was an hour and 15 minutes or so okay but uh, it, it ended in sort of this way of like it could have been two and a half hours <laughs> like it's sort of cut off part of it I, I don't quite know what happened but uh, I, I did enjoy that as well I thought that was very good I've been watching Riviera it's that Sky Atlantic drama I think oh, yes. it's airing weekly but they did put it all on demand yeah. I think they did. They've done that before with some other shows. Have yeah. you checked that out? Uh, yes, I've I've done a couple of episodes of that. I've got to go back and watch the rest of it. I thought that pilot episode was brilliant. Um, yeah. Just because it's based around like this woman and her family is like ridiculously rich family. The dad dies from like this boat that blows up. Yeah. And there's a bit of you know there's like conspiracy around why it happened, who what he was really doing, and you know how the rest of the family reacts to it, which is not well in in some cases. Yes. And yeah, that that's been very good as well. I watched the first three episodes of that. I might watch another. Well, yeah, I've got some time this week because uh, family isn't in, but I might see if I can. <laughs> don't know if I'll finish that. 
this week, but uh, I'll try and watch some more of it. And, and the last thing, I didn't have that many things because I've been playing so much Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> but uh, Overwatch added a new hero called Doomfist. They actually didn't wait that long before they added Orisa, because they added Orisa and then I think it's been like three weeks or a month and then they released Doomfist. Right. I think it was the fact that Blizzard teased this character for so long that everyone was like, okay, don't treat this character like Sombra again when you... Because Sombra was teased for two, three months with all these little trailers and all these little strange things that were put out online of like, oh, look, you can see in the sports game part of Overwatch that there's an invisible Sombra and all this right. kind of weird stuff. It, it, it went pretty crazy. Because when you wait in the lobby at the start, like the characters have some conversations and it was like, right. oh, do you... Do you remember the uh, the invisible somber and all this kind of weird stuff? Right, but yeah. yeah, they, they teased Doomfist for uh, quite some time as well. Yeah, that was about a month or so, and then they just put him out. Okay, I haven't played that much of him because I've been playing so much Crash Bandicoot. Uh, but <laughs> he's pretty good. The characters that I use already have a lot of guns, and I'm used to just having a gun there ready from when I'm waiting for my other abilities to cool to cool down. And he doesn't really have that as much. He's more like he's more of a character of just jump straight in the middle and just start punching people up and like right. uppercut punch and slam and all this kind of thing so it's yeah it's a little difficult but i'll, I'll get there in the end i think <laughs> and that's basically what i've been doing cool well as as you know i've been on holiday or i've been away for two weeks i've actually yeah. been working as well while i've been away uh so i was in los angeles did the interview that went out last uh well a couple of weeks ago with uh peter Mensa from uh, midnight texas which I've I've still I've managed to see about three quarters of the first episode. Annoyingly, I was thinking, oh well, I you know could the hotel Wi-Fi kept on dropping out, so I didn't manage to see the end of it. Oh. And uh, I I kind of thought, oh well, I'll watch it when I get back. Of course, I get back, and they're only keeping the episodes on for one week. So the first episode is no longer on the catch-up system, which is kind of annoying. So, oh. yeah, I may just jump in with episode two because I'd seen most of that episode. So, we'll, you know, but we'll see. A really fun, really enjoyed that show. It's it's quite interesting. It's on uh, Sci-Fi UK over here and uh, going out sort of a week after the US or, you know, a few days after the US. So, uh, but that's Midnight Texas by the same author that did um, True Blood. So I did okay. that. I also went to do uh, an in-person interview with Gary Corden, who is production designer who we've spoken to before. Uh, that interview is coming up later in the show. Uh, but he's a brilliant guy to talk to. He's really entertaining and uh, works on a number of different shows. So we'll I'll, we'll come to that interview a bit later. I uh, went and did some studio tours as well. Went around Universal, so got to see their uh, Harry Potter setup, which they hadn't built last time I was over there. So they've got this little town of kind of Hogsmeade with a with a um, Hogwarts at the end of it, which is, <laughs> is incredibly cool. The ride's really good. Queues were ridiculous, so I ended up going and buying a front of the line pass. So <laughs> So, uh, so I could just skip all the cues because I didn't have that much time there. That was really good fun. Really enjoyed that. I thought Hogsmeade was, they'd done a brilliant job. Although it is slightly strange wandering around a village where they've got fake snow on the roofs and you're sort of stood there in like, you know, shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> you know, it, don't, it doesn't quite fit in with the whole environment. But uh, but yeah, that, so that was good fun. Um, went around Warner Brothers, did their deluxe studio tour. That was uh, really good. A bunch of photos from that are up on the Instagram feed at Geek Down UK. UK, if you want to go and have yeah, a look at that, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, and they've got all the uh, 
Superman costumes up there and all the Batman stuff and all the Batmobiles and uh, mm. that was really good fun. Yeah, I saw the uh, Game of Thrones poster thing, which it said sixteen seven HBO rather than seventeen seven <laughs> Sky Atlantic. So yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was. Fun. Yes, yeah. Uh, so there's all that stuff. I went around Paramount as well. The Paramount are doing now have th- three different tours. They have a normal tour, a deluxe tour, and they have what they I think they're calling it a twilight tour or an evening tour. So it starts at seven p.m. and it's like a walking tour around the lot. And I love the Paramount lot. It's it's the only one that's sort of still based in Hollywood because all the other studios have moved out to other areas. So it's the only one okay. that's got all its original stuff from like the 1920s in it. So a lot of the original buildings are still there from the old days when it was Lucille Ball Studio and when it was RKO and and uh, there's uh, where they shot the original Star Trek series and all that sort of stuff. So it's a great studio. If you're ever going to go, if you ever find yourself in LA and are going to do one studio tour, I would do the Paramount one because I I just think that's the most fascinating studio out there. It's really interesting. They're they're actually um, shooting a bunch of things on there right now, including This Is Us, the next season of This Is Us. So they've got all the trailers up and you'd like kind of walking back Milo uh, Vintimiglia's trailer. It's got like the names on the door and stuff. Oh. So it's quite cool. So I saw that. And while I was out there, I managed to catch up with a few bits of TV as well. On the plane out, I saw that they had the entire box set for The Good Place, which is a kind of comedy that is, hasn't made it over here. And I'm not entirely sure why, because it's brilliantly funny. Uh, it's about a um, girl that, that sort of ends up finding herself in effectively heaven. Uh, or what they referred to as the good place. But uh, there's been some sort of administrative error and she shouldn't really be there. She should be in the bad place. So um, it's her basically trying to sort of atone for things that she did wrong when she was on Earth and trying to sort of live a good life while she's up there and not be herself and sort of be the person that they think she should be. But it really funny, really, really good. I managed to watch the whole first season of the flight over. So, um, cause they're only like 22 minute episodes. So okay. I watched the whole of that. That was really good. I'm, I'm hoping that ends up on a, on the TV over here because it, it deserves it and it's got a second season coming. I also watched through the whole of the fourth season of The Originals, which is actually now on Netflix UK, but um, it wasn't when I left. It arrived on August the 1st. <laughs> so uh, so I was kind of watching that over there and then on the sort of halfway through the the. Uh, break they they announced that it was coming onto the uh, netflix uk so but that i i really enjoyed it's got one more season to come so i'm i'm sort of hoping netflix run that like next day for the final they, season they usually tend to yeah well if, the, if they sort of have pickups like that yeah i mean with with that they haven't they've been holding it um and dumping the whole oh, season on sort of before yeah. the next season box set release kind of thing yeah it's one of those okay. things so i it may end up doing that again but i'm sort of hope, hoping they might run it next episode since it's the last season mm. and uh, how to get away with murder is also on netflix us obviously just going third season of that is just going out on sky living over here but i ended up watching all my way through the whole thing on uh, Netflix US as well, which is a, it's a great, great show that I really enjoy it. So, um, so that was good. Also saw Arrival 
as well while I was over there, which was a movie I missed, which is kind of really interesting film about aliens arriving on Earth and uh, sort of learning to communicate with them. Really intriguing, kind of not the sort of alien invasion movie that you usually get, you know, much okay. more thoughtful than that. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and I also watched some of Beauty and the Beast live action, the Emma Watson okay. one. I sort of got about halfway through that because I, I was a bit late. I was watching it again on the plane. And that sort of, it's one of those things where I got about halfway through and never actually bothered to sort of, I, I was watching it on the way out and I could have finished watching it on the way back, but decided I'd go and watch some other things instead because it was, it was one of those things that I was watching it and it's all fine and it's great and Emma Watson's brilliant in it, but the cartoon's so good. I kind of like, well... I, I'm not entirely sure what the purpose of this is. Right. It doesn't is it really like exactly the same, or is it like some different there, scenes? There are there are some some different scenes. It, it's put together slightly differently. I think there's an additional song as well. But I, I, I'm just not entirely sure why you do it other than to make it live action. Mm. You know, it's one of those sort of things that you kind of think, well, it, there's, there's not a huge amount of point to it. You know, right. the cartoon's so good, it does the job so well. Why, you know, so anyway. But uh, yeah, so so had a fairly good time, got caught up on on various things and uh, managed to get some work done while I was out there, which is cool. So uh, yeah, cool. it's it's been good. It's been a good trip. I'm just horribly suffering from jet lag still right now. Um. <laughs> There was a, there's one show that I've dropped off of, which is Colony. Oh, right, yes. I, I was watching, I watched the, the first episode of the second season, then I went on to the second episode, but I kept saying to myself, oh, I'll watch it today, and then run out of time, watch it today, run out of time, and then I had this second and third one on that I hadn't seen, and I was like 20 minutes into the, or 15 minutes roughly, into the second episode, and then I started going on my phone. That's never reason. a good sign. And then, no, and then I realized, I, I looked up and then realized that 15, 20 minutes had passed, and then I was like, okay, that's a sign that, you know, if I'm on my phone for 20 minutes during a 42-minute episode, yeah, um, it, it was nothing bad with the show, I just I just couldn't get to grips with it, really. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. where it was. I've I've got to go back to that because obviously I haven't seen that whilst I've been away so I've got stuff yeah. I've got to catch up on uh, and I haven't got around to that yet I've been catching up on um, Orphan Black and uh, which is great and yeah. um, got one more episode left next Sunday yes next Sunday final episode and su yeah. Suits I've been catching up on and uh, obviously Game of Thrones which Game of Thrones is interesting actually because I, I managed to see it whilst I was out there. I made sure okay. I was Did in the HBO? Yes, got HBO in the hotel uh, so I could watch it on Sunday nights. Ironically, though, I actually technically was watching it later than you could watch it in the UK because the UK simulcasts with the East Coast and I was on the West Coast. So yeah. it goes out at 9 o'clock on the, on the West Coast which is actually about 7pm and 7pm is like 2pm over here. So if I was actually prepared to stay up and watch it here, I would have seen it before half of America. So hmm. yeah, funny how it works, kind of. So yeah. all those people that complain that we don't get things fast enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it is interesting watching it on HBO because they, they do a little recap thing at the start, which we don't mm. get over here. And there are no ad breaks because it's HBO. Yeah. So, month, but yeah. Yeah. so uh, yeah. you're watching it like the whole way through. So um, 
Yeah, but, uh, you know, great. And uh, having, I don't know whether you've seen this week's yet, but I've watched this week's uh, episode this morning. I'm beginning to see why there aren't as many episodes this season. Because the budget... Okay. I've it heard was, it was quite a spectacle. Yes, it, it was. And as has every episode been, you know, every episode's been a pretty big, spectacular episode so far. And I'm sort of beginning to see where the budget's going. So I think that's probably why we're getting less episodes. Because if every episode is going to have a massive thing like that in it, right. you kind of yeah. think, well, they, they... I mean, I know we say Game of Thrones is a license to print money, but they've obviously got a budget for it. So... Mm. I'm sort of thinking that maybe it's just costing them a lot more every episode at the moment, which is why they're doing less of them. That, but, that, that's completely fine, really. If, yeah. You know, if you contain your budget rather than spread it out. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, yeah. it's not like you can see the money up on screen. So it's, you know, it's mm. not like they're you're losing anything. And some of the episodes are going to be longer anyway. So, yeah, I've uh, heard rumors of season eight is going to be 90 minutes to two hour episodes. It wouldn't surprise me. That's entirely possible. Certainly yeah. some of them I suspect will be. It wouldn't, I mean, the very final episode I suspect will be a two-hour episode. Probably that, like a little film sort of thing. Yeah, wouldn't surprise they'll, they'll me. They'll probably just throw the money at it and it'll be this insane thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So although we are technically getting less episodes, we are getting longer episodes, which is fine, mm-hmm. I think. So I think that's all the stuff we've been doing. Uh, let's move on to some film and TV news. <laughs> So we kick off the film and TV news with some air date updates, as we do always. A few things that happen while we're away. Uh, Mr. Robot has an air date for its third season. Well, it's got an air date in the US, and this isn't confirmed by Amazon Prime yet, although I suspect it will be soon. But uh, it's coming back on the 11th of October for its third season in the US. So that should make it the 12th of October over here. But they haven't actually confirmed that on Amazon Prime yet. But it will be around that time in October uh, Mm -hmm. over here. Unreal, which also goes on Amazon Prime out here, have uh, renewed it for... uh, They've renewed it for a fourth season before the third season's even aired um, which is, is kind of good third season's due early next year um and fourth season will come after that but uh, that's a fantastic show if you've not watched it mm. it's really good fun um, i was surprised when that happened with like fear the walking dead this year when they renewed it for four before yeah. three had aired it's like what <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah, sometimes these things happen. So. Yeah, whilst we were away, W Channel dropped the strain for its final season. <laughs> what well, I strange. mean, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to find out a bit more about about that off uh, the guys at UK TV. But um, yeah, for for whatever reason, they've they've decided they're not running the full season, which is kind of gutting to for all the fans because it is the final season as well. So that's annoying. Riverdale back on Netflix on the 12th of October. So we've got that coming back. Um, it's got a uh, longer season this year as well. Yes, yes, they have. They've yeah. got a longer season. I heard uh, on uh, Clyder TV Talk a few yeah. weeks ago, they said it's getting 22 instead of 13. Yeah. yeah, so slightly longer season, but a um, great fun show that as well. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. Really good. Season. And Walking Dead got officially got its UK and international premiere date. Uh, it's going out on Fox channels internationally from the 23rd of October for its eighth season. No news on whether they're actually going to simulcast the opening episode yet, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I think they only did it for that episode because of the Negan yeah. thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that's probably the case. To give yeah. people an option to 
avoid warning spoilers, I guess, because that yes. can happen. Yeah, um, but it is literally coming the next day. So I don't think mm. that's a huge problem. And as I've said, I mean, you know, you, you've got, everybody thinks of America as every all of America seeing things at once, and they don't. They see it kind of staggered over a four-hour period. So by the time it gets over here, like, you know, for shows that land on, say, Netflix the next morning, you're literally getting it hours after the US has seen it. So yeah. the fact that it's nine you go o'clock. To sleep, wake up and it's there. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's, but it, it's literally about four hours after they air it in the, in the West Coast in the US for, for shows on Netflix. Whereas with this, I mean, you know, okay, it's 9 p.m. in the evening or 10 p.m. in the evening, usually for Walking Dead. It's still only a few hours after they've had it in the US. So, you know, yeah. next day's fine. And also on Fox UK, American Horror Story Cult, the latest one of those, is coming on the 8th of September at 10 p.m., they've announced. So I, I'm, I'm yeah. actually looking forward I've to this one. First, I've seen the first season, I've seen the fifth season, all of it apart from the finale, and <laughs> the sixth season. Yeah. Uh, I don't quite know what happened. I just haven't pressed play on the finale, which is strange. Weird, yeah. Yeah. But there are shows that you can jump into season four, two, three, one, and then seven. Yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't matter. So. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I've am I'm, missed all of them apart from the first season, but it, just because they've clashed with stuff. Um, yeah. When when they've been on, I just haven't. I'm not a huge horror fan, but I do quite like the sound of this one. So I might I might go and watch mm. this season. I think um, they're going to have some sort of president yeah story of sorts. I'm not sure exactly what what it's, it is. It was supposedly it. set around the election, wasn't yeah. it? Although it's not based on the election, it's sort of set around the election. So it's it's based around this idea of a cult. So, uh, but that's eighth of September. That's coming to Fox UK. I assume it's about a month away. Yeah, so yeah, you're about a month away from that. Also, literally just before we uh, came on to record, they uh, actually confirmed that Gotham, we are Mm -hmm. getting, it will officially premiere in the UK on DVD and Blu-ray on the 28th of August, which we've been saying for a while, but they have actually set that date in stone now. So it will be coming to then before it comes to Channel 5, by the looks of it. Uh, so if if you want to still hang on and hope that Channel 5 air it, which they say they are still planning to do, you can wait, but uh, 28th of August, it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray. Although somebody has just pointed out that usually when it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray, it also tends to land on Netflix. So I'm trying to find so, out. Yeah. I'm trying to find out off Netflix if they're going to they're going to be able to do that, or or whether that's going to have delayed the Netflix airing. The fact that Channel Five haven't aired it yet, but we'll we'll see. Um, so it could be a case if it comes to Netflix, like you know, just after the DVD and Blu-ray comes out, and it ends up with Netflix actually premiering it as well. Mm. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah, they got the they got the first two seasons on them. Yeah, so I mean, the third season will have to come on there at some point. You would have thought, but uh, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. So um, moving on from air dates, obviously, first week we were off. It was San Diego Comic Con, so yeah. there was a <laughs> lot of stuff that I mean, I was furiously posting whilst I was over in the US of San Diego Comic Con stuff. A uh, few interesting things came up from that. Uh, some interesting, really good film trailers. Did you still see the film trailer for Ready Player One? That's the only one I didn't see. Yeah. I did see all <laughs> the the others. I think 
looks yeah. amazing. I I loved the book. The Ernest Klein novel is is brilliant, uh, particularly for somebody of my age, because the whole thing's eighties nostalgia. So so there's some great stuff in there because the yeah the idea of of this world that they've set up and there's a lot of eighties references in there and there's a it, but the trailer for it looks superb, really really good. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that coming out. It looks brilliant. Uh, there's the Justice League trailer as well. They had a new Justice League trailer. Looks good. I think I think it, it's it's looking like it could be a decent film. I think this. I hope so. Yeah. Now it's got I mean, just I mean, there's control. a whole mystery of like he said you'd come and who was it and then you see 50 different posts of oh it's Green Lantern because of this or it's Superman because of this yeah, um, yeah. and it, there's also a part in the trailer where Batman is looking at someone it's got like it's like legs with red boots or like red sort of heels and like a red cape and some people suspect that might be Supergirl's introduction maybe 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 hmm interesting yeah so i mean it, it, that's going to be interesting um to see what surprises pop up out of that uh yeah the flash looks like he's kind of shifting rather than running unless he's literally meant to move that fast so like you can't see him run do you know what i mean but maybe maybe yeah, yeah. i mean and there's the other funny bit of like oh they really do just disappear and then he's just like he goes himself so yeah, yeah that was good yeah. Yeah. So so that I thought looked quite good. There was a new trailer for Star Trek Discovery as well came out, which I I do like the look of this. I know some people have have been a bit sniffy about it, but um one of the things I did find out actually, which I hadn't I hadn't really twigged, but whilst I was at Paramount, one of the things they mentioned was the fact that the TV shows and films are owned, the licenses are owned by two different people. Okay. Because um, the licenses for one are owned by what was Desilu, which is uh, or the, which was Lucille Ball's company. And when um, Lucille and her husband, Desi Arnaz, split up, they split the licenses of some of the TV shows and he got the licenses to Star Trek, but only to the TV. When Paramount bought out Desilu, they got the licenses to the films. I think that's the right way around. So yeah, so yeah. you've the films and TV are actually kind of separate licenses, which mm. is interesting. So is it a bit like a Fox Marvel thing? Y- yeah. Yes, kind of. Although, I mean, with Fox Marvel, Marvel actually sold the rights themselves. But with this, yeah, it's it's a similar sort of thing. Although okay. they're using some of the same characters across both. So I don't know whether there's restri- I don't think there's restrictions on rights. It's just technically they're they're owned by two different people, um, and they sort of have to work together on them, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, the um, I thought the trailer for this looked really kind of interesting. Uh, you got to see a bit of Rain Wilson, I think, in this trailer as well as Harry Mudd. The, uh, the we got a bit more of background information at the panel as well, which is that um, Sarah, who is played by James Frain in uh, in this version, has. Uh, sort of a surrogate father to the lead character played by Sonequa Martin-Green. Um, okay. So she's, that was sort of interesting. Her uh, parents had been murdered and uh, Sarah could kind of take her in. So she's sort of Spock's half-sister, kind of, which is okay. sort of intriguing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's upset a few people as well, you know, because they're kind of messing around with, with there's suddenly these characters appeared out right. of nowhere and that sort of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I don't know that much about it, but I'm going to watch it because yeah. I, I I do think it'll be quite good. Yeah, so uh, and Sonequa was pretty good in Walking Dead. So 
Yeah, exactly. So that I think that looked good. There was a bit more information on Supernatural and Wayward Sisters, which is this uh, potential spin-off series. The the finale of Supernatural season 12 saw them kill off or apparently kill off a couple of characters. They're saying that um, Crowley definitely isn't coming back, but they're not so sure about Castiel. Castiel kind of, I think, will probably turn up again by the sounds of it. Also, okay. sounds like Mary, the mother of, of the boys is probably not, although she's trapped in this kind of alternative apocalyptic world, is likely to is likely to come back as yeah. well, by the sounds of it. Supernatural is one of them shows that I would like to get caught up with, but I look at the number of episodes <laughs> and I just get completely overwhelmed. I'm like, there's, there is a there's lot to so get much through. Here. Like it, I, I, do, you remember, do you remember when I watched the pilot? It was like eight months ago or something. Yeah. But um, I watched the pilot and I, I did like it. I did think this is okay. It's like a bit of like a male charm with, with some different stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I was just, I remember scrolling through the list of episodes. I was like, there's just so much here. Yeah. Um, but maybe one day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It is a brilliant, brilliant show, but there is a lot to catch up on if you're not into it already. I'm guessing that if I watch the Scooby Doo crossover, that won't like interrupt anything. No. I can- and maybe no. like jump into that one. So. I think you're fine. Yeah, once that episode comes around, I'll, I'll, I'll right. watch that as well. Yeah, yeah. so uh, potential spin-off series, which is Wayward Sisters. We're calling potential spin-off at the moment because it's going to air as a backdoor pilot as one of the episodes next season. So this this stars Sheriff Jodie Mills, who's a character that that we've seen and you know quite like, and her basically running a group of orphans who are, have now become hunters um claire being one of them claire novak being one of them alex jones being another who are both other characters that we've already seen as well and we kind of guessed that they would be part of it and there's also another sheriff uh, donna hascom who is played by brianna bookmaster she's turning up as well and there is a new character played by patience turner called clark Bacco, who is i think is a is a new character but has a connection with a, a previous supernatural character so it's like daughter or granddaughter of a previous character apparently that uh, she's okay. showing up so um it, it's looking like it could have potential because they've tried doing spin-offs for supernatural before but i think they've got a good set of people together for this one so it, it sounds like it could work then onto the uh, dc shows arrow they announced that uh, michael emerson from lost and person of that, interest that ben from lost yeah ben from lost yes yeah he is going to be one of the main villains in the uh, new season so one of the, he's the very band. punchable <laughs> yeah it, it is I, not, I, not the not the uh the actor but no you know, no ben i know punch, the... ben gets punched a lot in lost so yeah he's uh yeah, that's what I meant by that. Um, he's brilliant in person of interest as well. Uh, the, that sort of changes my view of him slightly. But yes, I know what you mean about his uh, his last character. They're apparently going to be a cabal of villains for uh, Team Arrow to face off with in the new season. They're going to introduce Richard Dragon, who is a, the sort of kung fu based villain, which yeah, he's fairly well known in the comic books, but he's going to be coming across as well. Some sites originally were saying that Emerson would be playing Richard Dragon. I find that very unlikely, given yeah. that given that Emerson is is not a I mean, he's not an old man, but he's not a young man either. And he's certainly no Kung Fu master. So uh, (laughs) I I find that extremely unlikely. But yes, so he's going to be playing one of the characters. Anatoly is back as well. Uh, He's going to be 
popping up in the new series. And of course, Deathstroke, uh, Manu Bennett is back yeah. as well, as we already know. Um, we, we still don't know who the vigilante is yet. The, the second kind of one that they had. Oh, yeah, no, they, I, I think that's going to be revealed as well, they've said, at yeah. some point this season. So, yes, it's it's sounding quite interesting. I mean, we we know that most of the teams survived the exploding island, apart from the only ones we don't know about are Quentin Lance and the Al Ghul sisters. I think, and we also know John Barrowman is leaving the series as well, mm. so there's a good chance that maybe he dies on the island. But uh, Do you think he'll come back in like two years or something? Quite possibly. Yeah, just, just know, like this... kind of show up and have like a mini a mini like flashback. Yes. There's, uh, they've also said that we are getting flashbacks, but they're not going to be the kind of island flashbacks. They're going to be more backstories of, of characters and stuff. So we might get a bit of backstory about Deathstroke. Hopefully that would be good. Legends of Tomorrow, they've announced that Damien Dark is back as in a more permanent capacity as he's been up to series regular. (laughs) (laughs) No, he wasn't. Not a fan of Damien Dark then? No, no. So Um, I I didn't mind him in the Legion of Doom because they had John Barrowman and then they had the uh, Flash in there. But yeah, when season four of Arrow wasn't very good. I don't yeah. think because of Damien Dark. The actor's fine. Like I've seen him in some other stuff that he's been good in, but yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I know, I, yeah, I, I, know, I know what you mean. I wasn't a huge fan of that season of Arrow and I liked him as part of the Legion of Doom, but yeah, I, I'm... Because mm, he had other people, to, two other really cool people to bounce off of. So. Yeah, I mean, they've also... We know Rip Hunter's coming back, uh, so Alfred Davil will be back because he's set up this new kind of time um police it's called the time bureau who are are initially sort of working against the legends because they they're both trying to sort of fix time but have opposing ways of doing it basically uh and wentworth miller is back as captain cold as well so i like him yeah uh which i do like that so uh, so that's good. They've apparently also been in talks with Matt Ryan about playing Constantine again, mm. um, but he's currently tied up on other projects. Okay. Um, so it's not likely to happen anytime soon, but it's mm. interesting to say that uh, he may turn up at some point. But the trailer... Just take him in with the Legends or something. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's just a case of, of uh, you know, he's obviously Schedule. working on other things yeah. and scheduling, so, so we'll see. But... Uh, yeah, that looks good. And there's a good trailer for that up online. And over on Flash, they've announced a few new things for this. The uh, new big bad for this season is a character called The Thinker. For the first time, it's not a speedster. Neil Sanderlands is is the actor playing the uh, the role. He's been in the 100, although I can't really place him in the 100. But yeah, he's, Me neither. he's been yeah. in the 100. That um, cast does get bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so he's he's playing the thinker, which is is sort of the idea is it's kind of the fastest mind alive versus the fastest man alive is is sort of what they're going for. They've also uh, got uh, a his sidekick as well, who's a character called the mechanic, and uh, elongated man is joining as a hero. So who is a great kind of comic relief character going to be played by Hartley mm. Sawyer who, who is, uh, looks perfect for the role actually he's uh, he's not an actor I really know but um, he's probably best known in the US for uh, the he was in The Young and the Restless which is one of their soaps so um, he's probably best known to the US in, 
in that. Uh, he also popped up in Suburgatory as well. But he looks perfect for the okay, part. I might, I might recognise him then, because I, I did watch that. Yeah. He's joining his elongated man, who's who's basically like Mr. Fantastic from Fantastic Four. He's kind of stretched his body into sort of various shapes. They've also said that um, Gypsy's father, who's a bounty hunter called Breacher, is going to show up, played by Danny Trejo, who is is sort of somewhat legendary Danny Trejo, um, been in various different films. He's done various sort of things with Tarantino, and uh, I think he was in Breaking Bad as well. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him. He's a really interesting character to put into this. Yeah. Do you know who he played in Breaking Bad? Um, he was one of one of the Mexican gangsters, I think, and I yeah, can't I remember which one. Well. I think I think yeah. Danny Trejo was the one that ended up with his head on a bat of a turtle. <laughs> if you seem to remember that scene. Oh, uh, yeah, that guy. Okay, um, that I'm, I'm sure it was him. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, going to be playing Gypsy's father. Gypsy, interestingly, I think has got another role, I seem to remember, on another show. So whether that kind of... Yeah, I think I heard her dropping down to, like, recurring or something, or guest, sort of. Yeah, well, so, well, she's certainly... I mean, to be fair, they've got a few characters like that. I'll come on to another one in Supergirl in a minute. But, um, yeah, so that's going to be kind of interesting because I think she's, she's popping up on a different show and uh yeah the other thing was we've we've seen shots of wally not in the kid flash outfit but in the full flash outfit as well which yeah. which is kind of interesting i wonder uh, how that's going to work out yeah although like, yeah although we have seen in the trailer we have seen him in the kid flash outfit so clearly that's not a permanent thing so um so yeah, we'll be mm. uh, that'll be interesting to see. And uh, Tom Kavner is coming back as some version of uh, Wells, but we don't know whether that's going to be a completely new Wells. Yeah, one of or, the five million versions yeah, out there. One <laughs> of the ones that we've already seen. So uh, so yes, that's that's kind of interesting. And uh, Daniel Panabaker is back as Caitlin Snow, although they have also said that Tom Felton won't be back, but or certainly not as a season regular, but it sounds like they may get him in at, at some point. But certainly at the start of the season, he's not part of Team Flash. So, yeah, he seems to have left after sort of Caitlin Snow went all evil and <laughs> went all mm. Killer Frost. So, yeah, yeah, he may be back. Over on to Supergirl got a few bits of Supergirl news there's another there's a new trailer for that up here I thought the trailer looked a bit empty yeah I know what you mean it, it kind of looks yeah. the only thing it really kind of pushes is the fact that Kara seems to be rejecting her Kara status for uh, being sort of Supergirl full time um, that seemed to be what they're implying although I can't imagine that will last very long no uh, so I really do wonder what they're doing this season because I I mean like Arrow's got its post island explosion thing yeah um legends has got the dinosaur stuff flash has got what's happening with uh flash and flash kid yeah so uh, yeah i know what you mean that there, there wasn't really a I mean, an aftermath or something yeah i mean there, there was that sort of big battle and you know her she had to shoot her boyfriend off into space she had to shoot Monel off into space but there, there's not like a big aftermath of of 
things I, as much, I don't think. There are a few new bits of casting news. We've got um, Adrian Panzar, who was in uh, Heroes and Colony and was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's jumping across to DC as uh, Morgan Edge, who is a fairly well-known DC supervillain. Traditionally, he's the leader of Intergang, which an Intergang are quite a big sort of crime organisation that's popped up in Supergirl and Superman quite a lot. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see whether... They've not announced Intergang officially. He's, he's basically been put in as a ruthless real estate developer. But I rather suspect that we'll see a bit of Intergang this season, given that that character's in there. We've got uh, a... Uh, Yale Grobglass, who uh, was in Jane the Virgin and Rain, she's landed the part of Psy, who is a villainess with psychic powers that allow her to mess around with enemy minds. Carl Lubby, who was in Zoo and Alias and The Returned, is uh, joining as uh, Martian Manhunter's father, apparently, as well. So we'll get to see him. We're also getting uh, Emma Tremblay, uh, who was in Wayward Pines as Ruby, an independent-minded Supergirl super fan whose obsession puts her in grave danger. So mm. I think that sounds like a one-off character, but we'll we'll see. From the panel, they're also saying Jimmy Olsen, uh, he's still being Guardian, but he will be a bit more Jimmy Olsen this season. So he's going to be kind of reporting and f- you know, being the photographer. He's also getting a new love interest as well. They gave him too much to do last season. They like made him head of Catco and then he had to be Jimmy Olsen as well and then he had to be Guardian. Yeah. It was a bit of everything but too much. Like yeah. he didn't stay as one thing for, for quite long enough. Yeah. It was like oh. one scene he was Guardian and then the next season next season scene, sorry, he was uh back as james and then it was like yeah. it didn't really flesh out any of his any of his roles yeah so. a lot of jumping around they've also announced the big bad for the season played by Adair annabelle who's improved genius and uh, banshee she's playing rain who well in the comic books she's a kryptonian world killer which is is basically an alien species that's been genetically modified into a biological weapon so <laughs> so yeah Kryptonians really knew how to screw themselves over. So, um, and uh, as we announced a few weeks ago, Erica Durance is uh, taking over the role of Supergirl's mother, Alora, this season because the actress that was playing that role previously has has uh, got another gig, so she can't do it. So Erica Durance is taking over, which is nice because it's always nice to bring the old sort of DC TV show characters back into yeah. the new roles. They do that a lot. And the other big announcement which came out this week was the fact that uh, Tony Almera <laughs> is joining Supergirl from 24, Carlos Bernard. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, it'll be in a guest spot by the sounds of it, so it may only be for like one or two episodes, but uh, he's joining as Maggie Sawyer's father, which is interesting. What What's intriguing about this is is we know a little bit about Alex's, uh, about, sorry, Maggie, Maggie's family, because we know that, they are quite conservative and didn't approve of her coming out. So, uh, you know, the fact that he's showing up. We also, at the end of the last season, Alex proposed to Maggie and we never actually got to see an answer. So this would imply that her answer was possibly yes, but... Mm, He's coming down for the wedding. Yeah, maybe he's coming down for the wedding or coming down to talk her out of it. We don't know. So we'll we'll see. Mm. I did see some set photos of... Of the two of them, and yeah, Carlos Bernard, he's got some some great hair going on. Um, yeah. But yeah, he he looked good in it. 
Yeah, so. Florina Lima, who is the the girl that plays uh, Maggie. Interestingly, she's she's been downgraded, or rather, was asked to be downgraded f- to a reoccurring guest star from a series regular role because she wanted to be able to pursue other things. Although she's still s- apparently booked to appear in multiple episodes this season. So although well, although well, her <laughs> yeah although her, yeah. her role appears to have been downgraded, the producers are saying that we probably won't know is the difference because i mean to be fair they didn't use her all that much last season even though she was supposed to be a series regular so i can sort of see her point my guess is it's more a contractual thing because that the the producers are saying we probably even won't notice any difference on screen so you know Mm. i I think that sounds fair but yeah all those dc shows due back in the autumn on sky one we don't have an exact date for it yet i think they come back late september october in the u.s yeah i think the week that they're coming back is like the third of october because i think they're starting them all at the same time which would be super yeah yeah, yeah. arrow so i think it would be the two weeks after that i'm not sure because yeah. they, they for some reason they tended to do the first nine episodes two weeks behind and then the next lot from like february or, or january they did one week behind yeah it, it really depends on uh what the breaks are like in the u.s because if they've you know they have thanksgiving and then they have the super bowl and their their christmas breaks is slightly different so mm. you know it yeah. depends what they can figure out really uh and the other little <laughs> bit of news on on dc was titans this new tv series which uh well isn't isn't coming on to tv in the us anyway it's coming on to their um, new digital service dc have got okay, this new yeah. new digital service so this is a the live action titan series They've um, they've cast Raven, who is one of the main titans in the show. It's a, an Australian newcomer called Tegan Croft is uh, landed the role as, as uh, Raven. It's I mean Ra- Raven. For those of you who don't know, she's the daughter of a demon, so he's a sort of powerful empath, but has to keep emotions in check. Otherwise, the sort of demon takes over and and starts to rule things. So it's a really interesting character to play. She's only 13 years old, by the sounds of it. So mm. she has been in a, in a few, in like Australian films and stuff. I find it quite interesting that it's it looks like they are casting, um, that they're not like upping the ages particularly. Because I did think with a show like this that they would maybe push the age up a little bit to certainly being kind of, you know, 17, 18 year olds. But it looks like they're not. It looks like they are going to actually stick with them all being sort of, you know, young teen kids, which is kind of interesting. Maybe maybe they'll just kind of start them young and then like, well, yeah, you know, I mean, get to sort of season five or something. Well, yeah. How long it goes, but yeah, I mean, they kind of grow into it, I guess, maybe. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. They are, I mean, I, okay, she's 13 now. She's probably going to be 14 by the time they kind of shoot and start airing but if all the characters are going to be kind of sounds like they're going to be 13 15 16 years old so that's kind of interesting i thought no news on on exactly when that's going to land or where we will get it whether it will come to sky or whether it will come somewhere else or whether this dc service is a worldwide thing Mm. or whether it's only going to be us because if it's a worldwide thing then it may be a case of you need to get the dc service for it but we'll see (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. pick it up there's yeah. been so many things that like it's gotten really really close to the date and then netflix it's just showed up on netflix do you remember yeah. like there's a survivor yeah next morning you, you sent me and sophie that the link i was like oh right it's just popped up and netflix didn't say anything so yeah 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 so 
I don't I don't know with this because we don't know enough about the uh, the digital service, the DC digital service yet. It's going to premiere at some point next year, but that's all we know so far. Mm. So we'll, more news on In the title. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Um, and as I say, if the DC service is worldwide, it may be another thing that we have to buy. But yeah, who knows? We'll see. So that's the end of the news this week. Next up, we have the interview. <laughs> So this week's interview is with the production designer, Gary Corden. Gary, we first spoke to around a year ago, episode 64, I believe it was. That time we did it over Skype. This time, because I was in LA, I managed to uh, do it in person. We went to his lovely creative studio space, which is called Muse in Studio City, which is is uh, this brilliant creative space that they rent out and do like concerts in and do art shows and all that sort of stuff. It's really cool. So we were, we were there. So it's a little bit echoey this interview but you know it, you could still hear it all but it's it, it's echoey in places gary is the man behind the scenes for amazon's hugely popular kids drama just add magic teachers which is the brilliantly funny comedy which airs on comedy central and he's also got a couple of uh, newer shows as well there's nobodies which is from melissa mccarthy and her husband ben falcone it's kind of like ricky gervais's extras mixed with matt leblanc's episodes it's it's about a group of comedians who were in Groundlings with uh, Melissa McCarthy, but are trying to get their sort of careers off the ground and get a TV show cast. And uh, they're sort of name dropping people so it, it, to try and get the uh, to try and get the TV show off the ground. It's brilliantly funny. I caught the first episode of that on uh, US TV. I'm so looking forward to seeing that get picked up over here because it's hilarious. It's really, really good. He's also working on Ghosted, which is uh, something we've spoken about a few times before. It's kind of X-Files meets Ghostbusters or X-Files with a kind of comedy twist. Hasn't aired either side of the Atlantic yet, so it's due out in the fall in the US and uh, not got a UK network for it yet. Looks like it could be quite a good fun show, uh, certainly for Gary to work on a immensely fun show because you get to make all sorts of sci-fi props and stuff. So here's the interview with Gary. We'll see you afterwards with some highlights for next week on TV. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So, uh, hi Gary. How are hey, you doing? How are you? <laughs> nice to actually do this in person for a change. A this year is, later in yeah, person. Yeah, a year later. Yeah, it was. It was May last year when we did this. Wow. Originally. So and so much have changed. Yeah, yeah, shows yeah. have been cancelled. Shows yeah. have been picked up, and yeah. you're on the other side of the continent. It's great. <laughs> yeah, because you were you were just finishing the final season of Key and Peele, I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. and you just done the pilot for Downward Dog. Yes, yes, she's <laughs> now gone, unfortunately. Uh-huh. And, um, and and since then, Jordan Peele has become the biggest, most important director in Hollywood. Wow, and Downward yeah. Dog has been cancelled. Yeah. So <laughs> you never know what's going to happen in Hollywood. Yeah, no, it's it's really crazy. 
Um, so uh, for those that didn't catch the first interview, do you want to just give a little bit of background uh, about who you are, what you do, that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. I, um, I am a production designer, primarily in television, primarily in comedies, scripted, variety, uh, stage shows, all that kind of stuff. And I've been doing it for well over two decades. I got my start in New York City. I was going to art school as like sort of a fine arts illustration major, yep. not even realizing that working in television or film was an option for me or for anyone. You know, yeah. I never paid attention to the fact that like there's an art department and I'm an artist <laughs> and I could do that. I just felt that that was something that somebody else did. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I had a class that was canceled in my junior year and I was wandering the hallways and there was a brochure on the wall that said interns needed at CBS. <laughs> and at that moment, I sort of had a epiphany light bulb moment of like, wait a second, that's where I belong. I love comedy. Yeah. Um, I love art. Um, I grew up recording Joan Rivers on the um, the Tonight Show and drawing in my bedroom nonstop on paper and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, all of a sudden, wait a second, this is a convergence. So to make a long story short, that interview was uh, for the Joan Rivers show yeah. as an intern. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I was working on her show and they needed something about a month later that was an art-related thing. And Joan said have the art kid do it the kid that goes to art school <laughs> and so I did my first prop I got my first little set on television and that is what started my career and I haven't looked back and I haven't had a job job since <laughs> it's all been freelance it's all been independent contractor yeah. and you know sometimes it's 15 to 20 projects a year little ones big ones series pilots presentations favors for friends um, but pretty much all in comedy yeah, all on television, and uh, and I love it. I yeah. love it. I'm not looking forward. I'm not stopping anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. So uh, shows shows you're doing at the moment. Uh, Just have magic, which yeah. is uh, hugely doing well for yeah. Amazon. I mean, it's, it's, I'm going to say it's not only the most popular show on Amazon. I happen to know that yeah. as an inside fact. Um, it's like their mo went the the weekends that it premieres. It's their highest. Uh, watched highest streamed show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is for people that don't know, it is a family friendly kids show, mm. but it's in the vein of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Charmed, uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. And it's a story of these three girls that find a magical cookbook in the, in the, in the attic and they, they use it to cast spells and to save the whole neighborhood. And me and my art department approach it like it's cinema. We don't pay attention to any of the rules when it comes to children's programming. Bright colors are an absolute no-no. Pops of blue and yellow and big overstuffed orange couches and fun art, absolutely not allowed. Everything is dark and grainy and gritty and layered and aged and spooky. And we pretend like we're doing Harry Potter. And, <laughs> and kids shows don't look like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm also going to go out on a limb and say that it is the best looking kid show on television and i'm really really proud of it yeah it's it's a really interesting show i watched i mean i i don't have kids so it's not something i would i would mm -hmm. usually watch but i watched an episode of it last night it's it is there is a certain amount of yeah like you say harry potter about it there's mm -hmm. a certain uh 
uh, yeah, there's there is bits of Buffy Charmed is something that seems yeah, yeah it's you a can charmed see it. yeah. like ten years earlier. Yeah, and yeah. the show has gotten darker and gritty. Like if you watch the pilot of that show, it was still very early in the like look and feel of what we were creating. But you you fast forward to season two and you feel like you're watching a dark Scorsese film. It's so <laughs> gritty and so just sort of like layered and textural and yeah. detailed. And um, the director is great because the director doesn't like colors either. Oh, cool. So like our color palette is like gray, you know, <laughs> like, and that's a kid's show, yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's, for me, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if I'm doing a kid's show or a sketch show or a network show or whatever. Yeah. You just bring that same aesthetic to what you're working on yeah. and uh, it carries through. Yeah. No, it's cool. Um, there's, is it true there was something I was reading online about the girls helping create the, the sets and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the stars of that show, their names are Olivia, Abby, and Aubrey. And I've known them since they were little, little kids because yeah. I did the pilot and we've been going now for a bunch of years. And so we're all friendly. We're friends. Yeah, yeah. And so when sets come up that involve their characters... Like, for example, the three characters created the inside of a trailer, you know, that's in the backyard and they designed it and it made it and made it their hangout. Yeah. My philosophy is why should I, some old guy, come up with what's going to be in the mind of a 14 year old girl? Yeah. Let's make them do it. So we very often when when, you know, they have to decorate their bedroom or they have to make their own posters the characters do. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. We go to the art supply store. We get them sketch pads and pens and markers. And I and during the during their break, I walk up to them and I say, "Okay, guys, I have an assignment for you. <laughs> Draw in these sketchbooks. Pretend yeah. you have to design this set." And they take it to heart and they do their homework and they draw pages and pages. We scan it in and then we turn their work into wallpaper, textured walls, cool. props. Um, um, uh, art that's framed on the wall. So when they walk on set and it's finished, they're shrieking with happiness <laughs> because they've basically designed yeah, yeah. their character set. So it's very meta. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's as meta as you get. But it, but but I love that. <laughs> that's awesome. Th didn't you also design like a little hideaway for them as well? So that's funny too. So yeah. um, that so about uh, three months ago. I get a call from the AD saying that the girls want to see you on stage. Right. I'm like, what do they want? So they're, you know, and they're eight, they're 14 yeah, yeah. years old. Yeah. You know, so it's like, what do they want to talk to me about? I come down to stage and they bring me over to the corner of the stage and no one's allowed to be around. And they said, we have a favor to ask. We have nowhere to go and hide out. Can you build us a fort? <laughs> And so, you know, because don't forget, these, these kids, they, they have to know their lines. They have to act 10 or 12 hours a day. Yeah. And every moment that they have downtime, they have to be in school. There's <laughs> a teacher on set. So they go from school to acting. They have no privacy. Yeah. So my art department and I... Under the staircase in the in the main house set in the Quinn house, yeah, we hollowed it out. We decorated it like it was an Austin Powers set with shag carpeting and fabric hanging off the walls and a big Andy Warhol portrait of them and cool overstuffed pillows. And we built a secret little panel that you have to push in that then opens behind the set for them to crawl into and hide. So yes. 
that's the kind of fun we have on that show. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome that you got to build that for, for the, the, the girls. Well, I, you I, become family. When you work on a set with people, I, I, I don't think people realize that when you work on a TV show or film, you're with your coworkers 70 hours a week. You don't yeah. see your family. You don't see your friends. So you become best friends with people. And so if your co-stars or your crew is going to ask you to like build them a secret fort well of course you're going to do that how could you not it's a dream come true <laughs> yeah yeah no i that's very very cool um you so you've you're working on a few different shows at the moment so Always. There's, there's there's yeah there's just add magic which you've been working on there is teachers as well yes yes which teachers on. is a uh, big hit show for tv land and um it just got renewed and it's going to come back for another 20 episodes next year. So, um, and what that is, is it's a, uh, a dysfunctional group of elementary school teachers in Chicago that, um, do their best to, um, be good teachers, but they're really dysfunctional and they really (laughs) mess up and they have all their self-interests at heart. And what's interesting about that show is, is, um, as far as the look as a production designer, um, the art department and I really focus on trying to make it bright and cheerful and fun and sort of like, uh, like, like a cornucopia of happiness because the comedy is so dark. Yeah. The characters are so dark. And it's so twisted that when you're hearing the words that are coming out of the mouths of the actresses, yeah. yet seeing that they're in a actual elementary school and yeah. it's so cheerful and happy, that show is written and created by the same team that did Key and Peel. Right. So okay, Jay yeah. and Ian were the writers and showrunners of Key and Peel. And that's what brought me, because I did that show, to teachers. And so it has that same dark sensibility. But instead of Jordan and Keegan, it's five, you know, crazy teachers that yeah, work in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh, teachers does, I think that does air in the UK as well. That's so. on uh, Comedy Central. I think yeah, that, that makes sense because yeah. TV Land and Comedy Central, they're all owned by Viacom. So yeah, it makes yeah, sense yeah, that they, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that airs over there. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I watched the opening episode of, of season two. Yeah, well, so I've been over here. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, like it was the first day back to school. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it does. started it with them that like musical. waking up yeah. in the morning and yeah, just being dysfunctional. Yeah, that's great. One of them wakes up on the floor of a nightclub. The other one, yeah. uh, <laughs> the other one is like uh, in the middle of the desert working on her summer job, and they all realize at the same time, oh crap today's the first day of school and we're supposed to be in class about now yeah so yeah, that's yeah. sort of a dysfunctional way to open up the season yeah yeah and uh you, they, they get back and one of them one of them discovers that she's a trailer teacher so they've given her like oh, one yeah. of those static like yeah. trailers and so we sourced an actual trailer yeah and we did a full build out of it and we did the designs inside yeah. and had to create tons of different portals and shooting elements for that to make it work for <laughs> production so like some of the walls pull or like right. you'll see a bulletin board on the wall of that trailer and we can take the bulletin board off the wall and the camera crew could be shooting through the holes and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So that's yeah. like the fun part of my job of, of what we do. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because that, that seems like a, a quite a tight space to be working. I love I love the way you basically turned her into sort of trailer trash. Oh, as yeah. Well, the teacher. Oh, yeah. I think the writing's just Totally disregarded, totally <laughs> yeah. put into the corner of, the, of yeah. the parking lot. And what's cool is we shoot that on the campus of an actual school oh, really? where we've completely transformed the rooms and in a 
ma- a big uh, gymnasium area. We built the cafeteria and we built the hallways. One thing that's interesting about Southern California schools is a lot of them don't have hallways because they're all exterior because the summer is yeah, year yeah, round. Yeah. yeah. So this show is based in Chicago. So we had to build all the hallway sets <laughs> inside the cafeteria. The cafeteria didn't exist. So we had to build the cafeteria. Wow. Um, so those are all swing sets that are built on the <laughs> campus of a real school. Oh, wow. Yeah, and all that those walls crazy. pull apart and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So. so are you shooting that in the summer, in their so summer that, break? That starts, no, so right now I'm shooting just Ed Magic. Um, this year, since I've seen you, I did um, uh, I did uh, season two of Just Ed Magic. I did, um, I had finished Downward Dog. I did um, a Reggie Watts special for Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a late night talk show with Eliza Schlesinger. I was going to come on to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I did ghosted for Fox. Yeah. So see sort of that's my life where it's like, it's a late night talk show. Yeah. It's a variety special. It's yeah. a scripted comedy, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, Eliza's show, you mentioned that I, I've not seen that particular show. Cause I don't think that's aired in the UK, but I've seen her comedy specials on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I, I love her. She's I love her too. hilarious. Yeah. Um, really, really, really funny comedian. And, um, with a show like that, where are you, are you just building like yes. one sp- specific set? And I built the hero like set and I go and away. Go. Yeah. yeah, and it, that's interesting too. It's like yeah. they call me up and they say, you know, we want you to design the set for the show. And you um, come up with tons of research and you come up with a bunch of pencil drawings. And you and uh, I work with my art director, Alexandra Landsberg, and we do these really cool 3D renders and we get the network to approve it. And we did this massive LED wall that splits down the middle that she walks out of and wow. um uh you know you work so hard and everybody's so involved and the budget gets approved and you shoot that you know you, you take a week or two and you build that set on stage and they shoot the first episode and uh it looks amazing and everyone's so happy and then you're like yesterday's news <laughs> like you show up the next day as the production designer and they're like what are you doing here like we're done with you we're on to the next and literally that's what happened like i don't even think they like 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 i had nothing to do when i went there so yeah, i yeah. stopped going <laughs> one set <laughs> yeah 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 it's nuts nobody's was another show you did oh, as man, well yeah nobody's uh which i i don't think has aired uh, in the UK yet, but I but I, it should. Uh, oh yeah, it's so should. It's so dark. Yeah, it's it's such. I mean, the the two shows that it reminds me of is it's it's a little bit like Ricky Gervais's Extras mm-hmm. and a little bit like episodes of the Matt LeBlanc yeah. series. It's kind of a mashup of those. I watched the pilot of it because mm-hmm. obviously because I'm in the US, I could get like I could go online and watch some of these uh-huh. things, which you can't do in the UK. I uh, the pilot episode just brilliant uh yeah. it's melissa mccarthy and ben falcon yeah. isn't it so uh yeah the husband and wife just so should be on british tv that it's it, hilarious it really should and i love so what the show is about is a, it's sort of like a real life comedy of melissa mccarthy and ben Falcone and their best friends who didn't become famous. Yeah. So they were all in improv together. And now Melissa and Ben are the biggest stars in the world. And their other three friends aren't. Yeah. And the pilot episode is the best friends write a script. Yeah. Uh, that they are pitching around town and no one cares. And they're at Paramount. 
And the moment that the people at Paramount say, we're not really interested, thank you for bringing it in, the um, one of the uh, friends blurts out, well, we got Melissa McCarthy to uh, star in <laughs> yeah. it. And all of a sudden they're interested in me yeah. while they haven't talked to Melissa about yeah, it at yeah. all. Yeah. And then that's sort of like jumpstarts the series of yeah. Ben and Melissa's friends always trying to use their name to further their careers. Yeah. And so when I got a call, to meet with Ben, I was so excited because I'm a huge fan of both yeah. of their work. And that was a run and gun pilot. We we prepped it in two weeks. We built the sets in like wow. three days. Um, we begged, borrowed, and stole to pull it off and make it happen and shot it in four days. And, you know, it was amazing because we had Jason Bateman and Maya Rudolph yeah. and uh, Stephanie Courtney, who is a big commercial star here in America. She's the flow on the uh, progressive insurance commercials. Right. Um, and then, then it got picked up. And that's like one of those things where you don't know. You do five days on a, you know, you shoot yeah, something yeah. for five days and is it going to get picked up? But Melissa McCarthy was so much fun to work with yeah, and just so generous. Like, like this is not an exaggeration. The first day we were scouting, she, by the way, she was in every meeting. Oh, wow. She was in, she was involved with every single uh, discussion or uh, notes process that we would have to do. The first day we were creative scouting where we were looking for the locations that weren't being built. She sat with the art department at lunch, just naturally like yeah. me and the other two people on the scout, we were sitting at a table and she came over and sat down and started talking to us. And, you know, it's weird because <laughs> we work with famous people all the time. Yeah. But when it's that sort of a big star like that who then just sits with you at lunch. Yeah. So, you're ha so the process is you're having a conversation with them and you're also aware that you're having a conversation <laughs> with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the conversation led to talking about the design of their um, – house because we had to create Ben right, and yeah, Melissa's yeah. house yeah. Um, uh, for the show. We had to recreate it. And so I started to say like, well, what is the style of your house? What does it look like? And she goes, hold on, I'll be right back. She ran out to her car. In her car, she had um, binders and photos of all of her furniture and all of the stuff that she has in storage. <laughs> and, she's, and it's all card cataloged and it's all numbered. Yeah. And it's like couch, armchair, lamp, like all the carpet <laughs> and it's all, and she, she sits them down at the lunchroom table and we got to sit there and flip through three binders <laughs> of furniture that she either has in storage or that she has in her home. And we're like, we like this one. Like she's like, you can borrow anything, whatever you want. <laughs> and we're like, this is crazy. Mind you, the budget wasn't so good. So this yeah, was a real yeah, help. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, we're going to borrow that couch and we're going to borrow this lamp. And, um, like as far as paintings go, we couldn't borrow the paintings because we would have to get them cleared. But what right, we did yeah. is we picked the paintings that she had and we recreated them in our own sort of yeah, yeah. twist yeah. to make them legal. And then just very quickly, she we we the, the, there was this uh, kitchen island, uh, a, a really cool island uh, yeah. uh, that we loved. And she's like, "Oh well, that's in our house now." And I'm like, "Okay, well we can build it, or we'll find something close and we'll paint it green." And she goes, "No, <laughs> she goes borrow it. It's fine." So we're shooting. The the set dressers take the ten ton truck over to their house. Yeah. 
Like the assistant opens the door, they walk in, they take her entire kitchen island out of her kitchen, put it on the truck, bring it to set, put it on the set, we shoot it, they take it, bring it back, and put it in their kitchen island. <laughs> so when you watch the pilot, the metal green island that's right, in yeah, their yeah. set, in their kitchen, is, is, is actually the property of Ben and Melissa, which is so crazy. Like, when does that happen? But that shows how cool they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of hers, um, you know, particularly with the SNL stuff recently and and Gilmore Girls. I, it's just good to hear that oh, she's I, as cool as... She and Ben are as cool as... And, you know, they took everybody to, like, a little rap party at their favorite bar. And, you know, it's just like... It felt like they have, they have a real appreciation knowledge and respect for what everybody does mm. on their crew yeah and they have a lot of loyal people that travel with them from every single show one after another after another and they have a love for the people they they work with and it's yeah. and it's obvious because some a lot of times you don't have that it, there's like a definite line between the above the line actors and then yeah, the the cast and then the crew is sort of this like other world <laughs> yeah. that, that don't mix. Yeah, I mean, I as I say, I, I watched the opening episode of that. I I'm so glad you liked it. Hilarious, really funny. I hope they put that on because yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, I mean, episodes is coming to an end in the UK. I was kind of thinking what what's going to come that. next, and it's it yeah. is it's kind of an extension of that. So mm -hmm. so yeah, I would love to see that on a show like that when you you are designing things which i mean you because know, you shot around i'm assuming you did actually shoot around paramount or did was that just no. plates and stuff didn't you talk no as a matter of fact um the way that happened was it said paramount in the script yeah but paramount wouldn't let us shoot down. Okay. <laughs> and so we had to go to like a little insight is uh we went to a sound stage in east la that had a standing set there right and that standing set used to be the sets from a show called boston legal oh right yeah yeah and so those sets are still on a sound stage that are yeah. used so we redressed it and we painted and we tried to make it look like what people would think Paramount Studios looks like. <laughs> but we still didn't have permission to use the name Paramount. Right, okay. And so we sort of gambled, and I had these great gold letters printed out at a big expense, <laughs> and we put Paramount logos all over the place, and we put a big Paramount symbol on the wall. And up until the day when we were shooting, yeah. the executives were saying to me, what if this doesn't clear? What if we can't use it? Are we going <laughs> to paint it out in post? Are we going to reshoot these scenes? And everybody made the decision that it looked so good. Let's risk it and shoot it with Paramount all over the place. And from the time the pilot was shot to the time the series aired, uh, they had gotten permission from Paramount to oh, see wow. it. Otherwise, they would have had to reshoot it yeah, or yeah. VFX would have had to... Yeah, uh, change it somehow. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, make it Par Studios. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. No, I mean, I, I, I just thought that was kind of interesting because, you know, when you're shooting stuff which is... Because there was some stuff outside of the that studios. That was outside and, of the warehouse yeah. that we shot some other stuff in because we built the interior of their house there. We right, built yeah, the yeah. bar there. And we did the Paramount sets on the Boston Legal thing. And um, the uh, when you watch the show, it looks like the outside of a huge soundstage at Paramount, but it's really just an ugly garage. And in post, <laughs> they put 
the, you know, we put some nameplates and some trees around and in post, they put this big marquee, yeah, this yeah. big billboard, I should say, of Melissa McCarthy's upcoming movie on the side of the building. Yeah. But when we shot it, there was just nothing on the side of the building. They were just looking at a blank wall. Well, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, I really hope that comes over. I hope so too. It's, yeah. it's brilliant. Uh, and the, yeah, the other show you mentioned, Ghosted. Yeah. Um, which I just explain this because it, it sounds crazy. Okay, Ghosted is a paranormal comedy. Yeah. It's Ghostbusters meets Midnight Run meets Firestarter meets <laughs> meets Lethal Weapon uh, meets X-Files. Yeah. So if you mush those all together into a paste and put it in a blender <laughs> and you have Adam Scott from Parks and Rec yeah. and Craig Robinson from The Office starring in it. Yeah. Um, that's what Ghosted is. And it premieres this October yeah. on Fox. And so I production designed that pilot uh, a few months ago mm. and um, it got picked up. And I, I think people are really, really, really going to love it. It premiered at Comic-Con. And right. I was there and saw the premiere of the pilot and people were laughing. Good. You know, and that's a challenge oh, because at, like you don't laugh at X-Files. No, no. But imagine if X Files was a buddy comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, we so we stayed true to the paranormal and the props and the sets and the gadgets and the sort of spookiness of all of that mm. and the mystery of all that. But then you had the comedy yeah. of two of the best comedic actors on television right yeah, now, yeah. and uh, and I, they they pulled it off. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, people don't realize how hard it is to pull off something that feels legit. Yeah, that people aren't gonna just go, oh, this is you know, nice try. Yeah. Uh, this show is the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to love it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, I mean, I, we've not heard whether that's been picked up in the UK yet, but it, it's something that I think would go over well. So uh -huh. I wouldn't surprise me. If so here in America, they're putting it on Sunday nights between family guy and the Simpsons. Yeah. It seems like so a that good means spot that for they it. Have yeah. Like a, a really good, um, they have high hopes yeah for it there's uh e4 which is a uk network that that runs everything from big bang theory and brooklyn 99 and you know pretty much every big comedy uh mm -hmm. runs on that network and it, it's the they do a lot of sci-fi it's sort of aimed at that kind of younger uh, you know adult audience the sort of 20 something this sounds like something will fit massively well on that yeah, network yeah yeah, yeah. So. it's interesting how that works mm. how programming that's sort of uh, uh, like that's developed and shot and airs in America, how it, when it plays overseas, it's always interesting how it's not, how it goes onto different networks. Oh yeah. It's formatted and sort of jumbled into specific yeah. uh, platforms. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, in the UK, it's really strange as well because we have Fox in the UK, but half the time doesn't run Fox shows. It mm -hmm. runs far more CBS than it does Fox. <laughs> it's incredible because there's such a competition here in America for yeah. the networks with ratings and like ABC is ABC and Fox is Fox and they have their programming and they're all battling out with the yeah, ratings yeah. and it's a, it's a huge battle of who's going to be the num number one network. And then it goes overseas and yeah. it's sort of like a level playing field. It's just yeah. all it's, equal. It's, it's, it's weird, even because... 
it makes sense in a certain amount because obviously not all the shows are made by the networks that are airing them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not all, that's the, the ultimate production company behind it. Like, you know, it might be a show that airs on Fox over here, but the production company is not Fox. It's not mm-hmm. Fox TV that are making mm-hmm. it. Whereas, so if it sells abroad, it's not Fox that are selling it abroad. It's mm-hmm. the production company that are selling mm-hmm. it abroad. But you do get certain shows which are, are made by Fox, made by Fox TV, don't air on Fox in the UK, air mm. somewhere else entirely. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, bizarre. Yeah, and um, then that's the kind of stuff that's like way beyond after I'm long gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. after we've shot the set and after we've shot the series yeah, yeah. and stuff, you know, I'm unemployed <laughs> and I'm looking for my next show and then it has a whole other life around yeah, the world. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that but on Instagram, it's I get so many people. Instagram is sort of my like, yeah, place to go now. I'm done with Twitter. You know, yeah, it just yeah. seems and Facebook has too many legalities and rules, and right? Yeah, weird yeah. doors that keep things closed to conversation. Yeah. But Instagram, I get people from all over the world that are watching these shows or discovering them for the first time. Yeah, Key and yeah. Peel, workaholics. You know, like these are shows I did. Mm. six seven eight years ago and they're just starting to break in different places and people are discovering them for the first time well i mean key and peel sort of has a life of its own on youtube these days key and peel will i i honestly think that key and peel is something that i that people will be asking me about forever yeah um and you know we did that show and we worked really 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 hard mm. got really burned out but loved every minute of it and yet it still lives on yeah and then there's yeah. other shows you do that like Barely made a blip, and you worked maybe even harder <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. and no one ever saw, and it, and, it, and it just sort of went away. I was going to say, are you are you getting kind of because last time we spoke, you were doing Kim Peel, and you know it's like a million sets running through that that yeah. show because it's a sketch comedy show. Uh-huh. Um, now you're on more traditional kind of straight dramas. Are you kind of missing? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, it's it's interesting the, if the. the don't get me wrong. You work really, really hard in single camera comedy yeah. and single camera television production, but that's a world where you get a script with all these scenes and you prep it and you budget it and yeah. you design it and you build it and you build the sets and they shoot the sets and it's a 12 hour day and they'll be on that one set for 12 hours, sometimes for two days. And yes, you're prepping and you're building and you're working ahead, but it's, such a boring process to be on set. <laughs> you know, people don't realize that there's like, there's endless amount of takes and different camera angles. And then they turn around and they shoot the whole thing again with different camera angles. I, it would drive me crazy to be that. Like yeah, I like yeah, yeah. being busy, working ahead, working on the next set. I, it would drive yeah. me crazy to be on set all day. Yeah. Whereas Key and Peel, by the time you even got a chance to worry about it, it was yeah. struck and you were shooting the next sketch. Yeah. Day yeah. after day after yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of, I just, you know, missing the kind of somebody walking up to you and going, we need a, I don't know, a giant tower bridge over here. Yeah. Or we need, you know, Godzilla. <laughs> that happened. I mean, we did a Godzilla set where it was, um, we, uh, it was called the Power Falcons and it was sort of a Power Rangers <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, parody. And on a soundstage, we built an entire, entire breakaway city out of balsa wood. And we had a huge <laughs> robot dressed up in like this sort of Godzilla type, robot costume and we had um i built all these five different spaceships for the different power falcons characters that they were in that we shot but then we had miniature versions of the spaceships on fishing poles with (laughs) 
<laughs> fishing line, yeah, yeah. sort of like flying, quote unquote, flying through the city yeah, and yeah. The monster comes in. But, you know, with that budget, we had one shot. Yeah. So those break when you watch that sketch on YouTube, the Power Falcons one, uh, that's one city, one breakaway, <laughs> one shot. That's all we can afford. So when the buildings are crumbling and the monster is stomping on them and you see those little spaceships flying through the, the little <laughs> yeah, jet yeah. fighters flying through the air, that was one take. And those jet fighters were on fishing poles. <laughs> so like, it wasn't, <laughs> we're not Star Trek J.J. Abrams yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. We're doing it with the money we have. That's <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So um, just go on to a couple of final questions. Uh, what are you working on at the moment now? Oh, so right now, um, well, the late night talk show, Eliza, yeah. is probably coming back and I'll oh, be cool. building that set again. I'm doing Just Add Magic yeah. uh, and we're doing uh, two seasons back to back right now. Oh, that will cool. air in the next few years. Right, yes. And that, um, that whole problem of kids grow up. <laughs> kids grow up, so yeah. you got to like churn the, churn, you know, there's nothing worse than watching one season and then the next season comes back and they look seven years older. Yeah. Like, why, why did that happen? Um, and I'm, uh, and then Teacher starts. Okay. In the fall. Yeah. And there's a few other uh, shows that um, have percolated up that I might be doing that are more in the DC Marvel type world. Ooh. Yeah. I have to ask you about those when the radio, when all the lights yeah, are turned yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> well, they always say, like, don't say anything. It's a big secret, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, that will be cool because yeah. there's, I mean, I love the comic book things these mm. days. They're awesome. And you're going to love Ghosted. Yeah. You're going to love Ghosted. It yeah, plays I'm like sure. a comic book. Yeah, I'm sure. So, yeah, so, yeah I'm looking forward to that. And uh, the last two questions, again, we always ask people, what TV shows are you watching at the moment first? Oh, right. Yeah, so did we talk about... Um, I'm trying to think what you were watching well, last I, time. I think last time we talked about House of Cards, perhaps. It might have been. It was something, there was a bit, I know there was something you just binge watched your way through. It might have yeah, been House of Cards. it could have been House of Cards, but in yeah. the last year since I've spoken to you, you know, we loved the OA. Yeah, yeah. God, we, we, we loved it so much. Yeah. Um, still watching Homeland. Yeah. Loved Handmaid's Tale. Oh yeah, that's an amazing show. Um, you know, but like it's funny, like I recently just started re-watching as far as comedies go, I started watching Larry Sanders again. No way. Yeah, yeah. And I started watching Abfab again. Right. Yeah. And I started watching uh I forget what else, but like I've been watching like yeah. sort of like you know, and the first time they were on, you watch them and yeah, then yeah. they've sort of become mythical and you watch them again. So yeah. I've sort of been doing like a throwback to like 1990s comedies that, you yeah. know, uh, cool. that we can all like embrace again. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And if I think of what else I'm, um, there's just too much. Yeah. If I think of what else I'm watching, um, I'll have to let you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and if you could work on any show, past, present, or future, not one that you're working on at the moment, uh, which show would it be? And Star why? Trek. Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> Straight out. Star Trek. <laughs> uh, because when you watch Star Trek, there is such a, a love of like the genre, sci-fi. Yeah. And they were one of the first people to have to create those gadgets yeah, yeah. and create those spaceships and create those sets. And so... It's something that we tried to do on Ghosted, too. Mm. We have this bureau underground where, like, it's a mix of Doctor Who meets Minority Report. Right. I love on Star Trek how 
when you watch, when you take away the acting, you take away the costumes and you just look at the set design, you could tell that that art department was going, okay, we have to create this world. Mm. We don't have a lot of money. We don't have a lot of time. What can we do? Yeah, yeah. And they did it in a way where it's timeless. It's not uh, yeah. cheesy looking. Yeah. And so I love the idea of having the challenge of no budget yeah. and being a pioneer with sci-fi. Yeah. And sort of creating like a, a, a branded world. So Star Trek for me is, is yeah. 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 I, I, I always love the Star Trek stuff, particularly the fact that so many people grew up watching that and you find that a lot of product designers have looked at stuff in Star Trek and mm-hmm. it's like, well, we could create that in real life now, you know, yes. like flip phones and Absolutely. tablets. Well, people, I and, think people watch Star Wars and yeah, go yeah. like, what were they on to that we can then make a yeah, thing now? Absolutely. I mean, look at, look at uh, Get Smart with uh, Don Adams yeah. um, was talking into his shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now we sort of do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's nuts. Um, what about you? What would you? What would you? Uh, what if I could? Yeah, you see, yeah. I, I no, would. But if you were a production designer, if you're an art, if you're an art department person, uh, what is the show or movie that you would have loved to have worked on? Me and created um, the look for. Yeah, you see, I the Star Trek. I think would definitely be up there for me. Um, obviously, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm such a Star Wars nerd. I yeah. I would love to just be around that that stuff would have been so awesome. you're gonna love ghosted because we had to create weapons we had to create phasers we had to create secret gadgets we had to create little rooms with like you know interrogation rooms that looked sci-fi and yeah, underground yeah. and paranormal yeah and so we had a weapon room and we had a cool um uh uh room where um these guys were in hazmat suits um taking apart like plasma from alien ships with the goo coming out and like putting it into beakers all that kind of stuff <laughs> i loved it's all happening in the background yeah, yeah who knows it may even be cut out you might not even see it but it's there because that's my love of star wars yeah 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 no that's that's awesome i yeah that that will be what i i go off i'm i'm waiting for disney to open their new um oh you're gonna the, move the, in you're yeah, gonna get a job there you're just gonna like when, yeah. when, when disney opened that new that new theme park you know they're, they're doing yeah. the star wars world yeah. and orlando are, are mm-hmm. opening like a hotel which is entirely like cosplay themed yep. in the middle of I would love that, that, I, that, that i'm sold that's, see i would I'm love the there. job of designing that yeah, because yeah, there's something yeah, yeah. really cool about the look has been established. Yeah. And it was established in a way where it was all real, you know, and mm. it wasn't CGI. It was real sets and real panels on the yeah. wall and real things. How fun would that be to turn that in to to have the job of like now you're going to at Orlando build the Star Wars set, recreate the Star Wars set yeah. and be as faithful as you can to the way that they yeah. were done then without the tricks of VFX and post and CGI and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 that and and the the fact that they're setting up this hotel where you basically pay to stay there three days and they do a kind of adventure thing where yeah. You're in costume and you go through and, uh-huh. and they send you on adventures and flying mm-hmm. ships. And I, uh, when you were a kid so watching tall. Star Wars, could you ever have imagined that it would have lived no. on like this and the, that it would have a whole new life? Yeah. And even in the 90s, you thought, well, Star Wars is dead. You know, the, the, yeah. the, you know it's sort of like run its course. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. and uh, we've we've seen it. We've seen 
the heyday of it. Yeah. And now it's back just as strong as ever. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. And the you know, the fact that they're they're building a place you can actually go and walk Do through. Do you still I, have your figures from when you were a little kid? I don't know. I yeah, I had no idea what happened to them, but um, All right, there's a great documentary. If yeah. you want to know what I've been watching, a great documentary on Netflix about Kenner and the making of the Star Wars figures. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Oh, wow. And then after you watch that, you have to watch the documentary on Adam West, Batman. Yeah. It is so, have you seen it? I it's haven't, so but I will go and look good. that up. They spend like three years with Adam West and he, and it, going to all the conventions and wow. he is the most generous, funniest guy you'll ever see. So yeah. those are two documentaries that I highly, highly recommend for people. I will, I will go and look those up because I obviously love Star Wars and I adore Adam West. He seemed like the most sweetest, wonderful guy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Right. Well, we've been going about 40 minutes. So okay, I, shall, I, shall, uh, let you, uh, I shall let you get back to your um, beautiful studio, by the Thank way. You. Yes. Uh, it's, we're in, in your studio right now. So um, yes, I shall let you get back to it and uh, have a wonderful day. And uh, thanks for coming. And I'll see you in a year. Yes, I'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. That was the interview with Gary. Hope you really enjoyed that. As you said, some of those shows, uh, Amazon, you can find Just Add Magic. It's hugely popular kids show. That is really, really good if you've got kids. And uh, Teachers, you can find on Comedy Central UK. The other shows at the moment, don't know yet. We'll let you know when they get picked up. Now on for some highlights for next week on TV. <laughs> There's only a couple of little highlights for TV this week because uh, we're in August and nobody releases TV shows in August. So apart from uh, Netflix, you know, apart from Netflix yeah. yes. Uh, so the, as it happens this week, there is one Netflix show and one show coming to Sci-Fi UK. The Sci-Fi UK show is called Blood Drive. Starts on the 10th of August at 10 p.m. It's it's kind of inspired by those Grindhouse films. If you remember, the Quentin Tarantino did a couple of Grindhouse movies. So it's kind of violent, bloody, looks intentionally low budget. It's set in a dystopian future where the last good cop is forced to team up with a femme fatale to take a part in something called Blood Drive, which is a deadly race where the cars are fueled on human blood. Um, it looks insane. I've seen trailers for it and stuff. Uh, it looks completely nuts. Uh, I'm going to be watching it just purely out of intrigue. <laughs> like, um, it's just a spin-off of Mad Max, really. Yeah, well, yes, kind of. <laughs> uh, but it, uh, yeah, I. I'm joking, it, but yeah, yeah, yeah it, which I still it, need to see. It looks completely bonkers. So, uh, but that's 10th of August at 10 p.m. on Sapphire UK that arrives, and then Atypical, which is coming on the 11th of August to Netflix. This is about uh, Sam, an 18-year-old on the autistic spectrum, and uh, takes a funny yet painful journey to self-discovery of love and independence. Jennifer Jason Lee stars as his mother in the show. I've seen a trailer for this as well. There's trailers floating around online. This looks like it could be very sweet, very funny. So I, I think that's one I will be watching as well. But uh, that's atypical. That comes to Netflix on the 11th of August. So um, that's everything from us, I think, this week, unless you've got anything else you want to add in. Hey, I wanted to talk about a couple of uh, things as well. Um, I recently like wrote this thing on Facebook and 
said to everyone that I had these like mental health issues and stuff. My kind of close friends and family knew, but it was the easiest way to tell like basically everybody I knew rather than going to individual people. Um, And it's been, you know, it's been nice to get off my chest. I didn't tell all those people for like over a year. So it was quite, uh, quite hard in that way. But uh, I just wanted to say like, if anybody has like issues of those kind, uh, there is, there is help and support out there. So uh, Samaritans and Off the Record is the, the two that I kind of use at the moment. So yeah just, just wanted to put it out there as well yeah yeah no i'm i'm glad you're doing a lot better because i know it was a bit rough for a while but um yeah, yeah the first first sort of three four months were really rough you sort of got to work out like what's going on with you and why and and just kind of get used to it um you, you get used to it to a degree but it's there's still like yeah yeah Bad, it's, good and bad days. So, it's not easy. Um, no, and but, as, we've uh, said, as we've said before, you know, I mean, mental health issues are, are a real problem, particularly in this country, because it's not very well yeah. supported. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but there are people out there that, and there are organizations that will help. And, you know, we lose so, too many really great people to mental health issues in the, uh, you know, around the world. And uh, if you're ever having problems, go and talk to somebody, go and seek help. Yeah. If I'm to suggest like a, if you need a quick, like immediate chat, the Samaritans are the best option. But where I get my weekly counseling from is is off the record. So that's where, that's where I go to. Good. And then, you know, if it's if it's some point in between in between the week and I have issues, I either, either talk to friends and family if, if, I, if I feel like I can or I call the Samaritans, that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. There is other things out there. There's like Mind, and there's there's a bunch of other different organisations you can use. But those are just the two that I've kind of stuck with. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Just wanted to put that out there. And if it's ever sounded like I've had a lack of enthusiasm, because I can think of one or two occasions where I have <laughs> on this podcast and on my on my own ones and on other ones that I've been on before, uh, then that's kind of the reason for that. So I just <laughs> yeah. wanted to put that out there as well. Well, I'm glad you're doing a lot better anyway. So The other thing I want to talk about is me and David are talking about Game of Thrones and we'll hopefully be doing Walking Dead when it comes back in October. Yes. It's called Reviewing Westeros, although last week it sounded like I said Reviewing Westworld because I can't get the words <laughs> out of my mouth for reasons times. Um, yeah, because I listened back to it last week and it sounded like I said Reviewing uh, Westworld, but I, I, that's not what it meant. Um, so that's on entertainmenttalk.org if you're interested. So Yes. And there's really? only four, five, six, and seven, so there's only so. yes yes so we'll be back on that this week that's reviewing Westeros that is and that's on entertainment yeah, talk that's <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah, yeah that, you came up with the name <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true um, yeah. so that's on uh, entertainment talk if you want to go listen to that entertainmenttalk.org and the Crash Bandicoot content <laughs> yes so, and definitely yeah. if you're a Crash Bandicoot fan I mean it's three, three games in a trilogy there's a lot of meat there so. <laughs> true so that's everything from us this week if you want to find out more we will be updating the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week with the latest air date information and news if you want to get in touch with your questions and comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave us a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram at geektown uk that's everything we shall see you next week bye-bye, bye-bye. Imagine. 
imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.